don't be afraid to negotiate on the benefits. Like in the past, I've only focused on negotiating on salary. And when I see the benefits, I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice. Like that's an extra added bonus. But after talking to some of my colleagues and they told me that they negotiated on equity, for example, I was like, that was smart. Welcome to Design Life, a podcast about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Femke. And my name is Charlie. Today's episode, we thought we'd take a bit of a different turn from our design jobs, I I suppose, podcast series we've been doing over the past few months. And we're going to talk about your compensation. So not just your salary, but all of the other things that go into making up like your salary package when you join a company, things to be aware of, things to watch out for. And yeah, I guess how you should make that decision, because I should have could have used something like this when I was first getting a job in tech and, you know, understanding everything that came along with it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We'll share some of the like conversation and bonus things we've been offered at jobs over the years. And hopefully it'll help you out when you're making that next big decision. Or even if you're not making a decision anytime soon, it might just be interesting. Anyway, fam, it's been a while since we recorded because uh, you were away for a week. I was away for a week. So how is life? What is up? Life is up and down. Uh, I just got back recently from the US. I was there for a research trip for work, which was really, really interesting. I learned a lot. It was cool to spend time with my colleagues in the US. So I had a really good time now recovering a little bit from jet lag. I don't know why, but I always get the jet lag really hard when I fly back from the West Coast of the US. I don't know. It's I'm fine going there, but coming back is a lot harder. It's like going into the future has something to do with it or something. I don't know. I, I feel you on that. <laughs> yeah. So I have been sleeping and trying to catch up on sleep and things like that over the last few days since I got back. But I'm trying not to reset myself too much because next week I go back back to the west coast so I'm only back in Amsterdam temporarily because next week I'm going to EXO Fest, uh, EXO Fest uh, which is happening in Portland Oregon which I'm very excited about it's a conference for like internet creatives basically uh, so I'm really looking forward to that and then after the conference Owen and I are picking up a camper van in New York and we're doing a two-week vacation on the East Coast. So I'm very, very excited and looking forward to that. So I suppose right now I'm just kind of trying to wrap up my work at work before I go away because I'm going to be off the grid for like three weeks. And yeah, just trying to make sure everything at home is good before I go away. We've got someone to look after the cat. So it's been a bit of like life stuff over the last few weeks, really. Oh my gosh, that trip is going to be amazing though. I'm so excited to see like all the Instagram stories from it. And then when you catch up to it, all the actual Instagrams from it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm so behind on Instagram. I'm sorry. I'm glad you noticed that. (laughs) I'm enjoying the pictures coming in anyway. You know, it doesn't matter when you upload them. Just keep it coming. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. And what about you? I know you were also, I think we were in the US at the same time, right? You went for company retreat. Yeah, I was there. I got back um, last Saturday, so I think we like overlapped a little bit there. But yeah, we were in the mountains in Idaho. It was a lot of fun. It was the best team retreat that I've ever been on. I think that as a team, we just really like needed each other. Like we needed to spend a week with each other, rebuilding a lot of trust and like making those connections. 
again. And yeah, it was, it was wonderful. It was an amazing retreat. So much like good quality work sessions, but also just good quality hangout time. Um, and we even had, like, I think the strategy and the stuff sessions that we did have were so valuable that on the last afternoon, Nathan just decided to cancel all of the like meetings and like plans that we had and was like, Hey, how about we just go spend the day at the lake? And so we like spent the afternoon on paddle boards, drinking beers on the beach. Ah, oh, it was just so fun. Cool. Yeah. I'm really missing my team now though. Like after spending a week, close together. We always miss each other a lot when we like, you know, have to go back to our separate homes and our separate lives. But yeah, I do think it's sometimes a case of absence makes the heart grow fonder with remote work. Like, I don't know if we would be as close a team if we actually were in each other's faces all day, every day. But yeah. It's so nice that you, you do this twice a year, right? Getting together. Yeah. It's so nice that that's something that you do. And does everybody from the company go typically? Or is it just for a specific team or something? No, no, it's everyone in the company because we are only a, a team of like 36 people at the moment. But um, this time there was a few people who couldn't make it for like for family reasons or like one's on maternity leave. So yeah, that was sad to not have the whole team there. I don't think we've had one yet where absolutely everyone has been there. There's always someone missing for some reason or another. But yeah, with, with 36 people, there's bound to, you know, that's bound to happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, this what the segue is quite good into talking about our topic um, in in team retreats. Yeah, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us uh, how this topic came about? Okay, where shall I start with this? There's so much to unpack. <laughs> um, so one thing is that each August, no, each team retreat with ConvertKit, um, we do profit sharing, which is part of our like compensation. Instead of getting just like a random bonus or whatever, our bonuses are dependent on the profits of the company. So like a portion of the profits is shared out amongst the team and it's shared out based on a couple of factors, like how long you've been at the company and also your performance for that half the year, you know? So it's always really fun. We're all sitting in a circle on team retreats and we get given these cards like handed out to us by the directors and then everyone like opens them at the same time and inside it is little handwritten notes from each director like directly to us and a little card that says how much our profit sharing like portion is for that time. So yeah, it's always a really nice experience and like a a fun way of of getting presented with a bonus like that. But this retreat, we had um, an even more exciting, I guess, in a way, one of those sessions because it was like a complete surprise and unexpected in that we're all sitting around in the circle again and got given a little gift with some swag um, and then also a little card and that inside it told us how much equity, how much stock options we have oh, in the company. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was like a surprise because it wasn't part of like our salary compensation. I've been at companies before where that is. Yeah. So now that, yeah, I have share options in ConvertKit that are going to vest to me over the years and stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. Got me, th- got me thinking about, yeah, salary compensation and what that means and yeah, just the different options that you can get given as part of a salary when you're joining a company. So I thought we should talk about it because, um, yeah, there's a lot of people obviously on the ConvertKit team who had questions about share options and investing and that sort of thing because it was totally new to them and it was new to me at one time as well too. So yeah, I thought this would be useful. Is this something that you were conscious of when joining ConvertKit? Like, I mean, I feel like in the past when I've applied for jobs, my sort of one of the highest priorities for me is, you know, knowing what the salary is going to be, right? And that compensation and making sure that that's 
a figure that I can afford to live on and that fits my lifestyle and suits the role and the experience, et cetera. Obviously, salary is important, uh, but there's there's other benefits and stuff, right? Like uh, like the shares, for example, getting some equity. Are you often conscious of those other kind of benefits when you're interviewing or applying for a job? And is that something that weighs into your decision making when choosing where you would like to work? I think that uh, the first role that I had, you know, some experience of all this like additional stuff in your salary package was my job at zero. So like first entering the tech world. I think it's a very tech world thing to like load onto your salary, you know, with all this other stuff. Um, whether it's like, oh, we've got snacks in the office or, you know, you, you get flexible vacation time and like all these things that aren't technically monetary value, but they have value to you and they're like part of your like compensation things that you get for working there. Um, so I think since then um, at Zero we had what they called long term and short term bonuses. Short term bonus was like a cash bonus once a year, I think. And then long term bonus was shares that vested to us over time. Um, and then, you know, there's a few other things that we got at zero as well. And so ever since then, every job I've had, I've kind of compared it to that. And like that, like zero was my starting point and like, okay, the next job, not only do I want to make sure the salary is better, what I want to make sure that the benefits are at least equal to what I'm getting there because otherwise, um, yeah, I felt like, felt like I was doing myself a disservice. How about you? How, how's that worked for you? Yeah. So for me, it was also different, like moving to the Netherlands, uh, obviously like things that, you know, the law is different to what I'm used to in New Zealand. So th- some things um, were given as benefits by law, for example, or is like just a standard policy, like what a lot of companies do here that I wasn't necessarily used to. Uh, and then also having previously come from a very small startup where, uh, you know, benefits was relatively low compared to, you know, working at a bigger corporation. Um, so for me moving to Uber and getting all of these benefits, I definitely wasn't used to that. And I wasn't necessarily looking out for it either or super conscious of it in my, uh, contract or, or offer. So when I saw it, I was kind of like, Oh wow, that's a nice like little gift that they're, that they're giving. I wasn't expecting that. Um, so in the past it hasn't been, like a priority or like a decision factor for me. Um, but I think now that I've experienced it, perhaps going forward, it might influence, you know, what I will accept in the future. Yes, for sure. And I think it should because it is your salary like package, right? So like all of it together is Uber saying like, hey, this is your compensation for all of the work you do. It's not just the salary you take home every week or month or, you know, however often you're paid, but it's also all these other things. And especially making sure that things like, I don't know, vacation time matches up when you're moving to different roles. That was a big, like, thing in the cons column for me when I was moving from, um, you know, the London-based startup I was at to working at ConvertKit is that ConvertKit is a US company. And in the US, companies don't have to give you any vacation time, <laughs> which I think is ridiculous. And ConvertKit had like a, you know, a generous offer by US standards and offering three weeks vacation, which increases to four weeks after you're, you've been working there a year. So that meant that, and in the UK, four weeks is the minimum, like the base standard that you get. So I had four weeks at the company I was at. So I was moving to a place where I'd only have three, but I was like, eh, but after a year, I'll be back up to like what I have now. 
and I just wanted a remote work so bad that that's what made it worth it for me. And I only ended up using about three days of vacation in that first year anyway. So, oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> No, that's an exaggeration. It was probably more like, I probably used about a week, but still, yeah. Wow. I, I, I didn't end up needing to use much because I would just work wherever I traveled somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I didn't let that stop me joining. But yeah, I say this to, to mean that it's not just about the numbers on paper, right? Like you've got to evaluate the thing as a whole and what they're offering you. Yeah. Did you end up negotiating on anything other than salary, like any other benefits that you perhaps negotiated on or you just kind of took the offer for what it was? I just kind of took the offer for what it was, to be honest. Um, yeah, I felt like they were being pretty straight up with me. I have felt um, the, the role I was in previously that I wish that I'd fought more, for more stuff or like at least more salary because um, I didn't realize until after I got there that like they really do lowball you a lot at the start to like, you know, expecting you to negotiate up. And that's just not something that I'm very good at. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I wish that I'd done a better job of that there, basically. Now at ConvertKit, though, we have standardized salaries. So there isn't really negotiating room, you know, in that. I kind of like that. So I think that, yeah, if a company that you're applying for does standardize salaries, then you don't have to worry too much about negotiating the salary level because yeah, there's not going to be as much room in, in that. But yeah. Have, have you like, are you mean you just said you didn't negotiate the extra things at Uber when you joined? No, I think the thing I would recommend to people though, and I, I think you would agree with me is to make sure that the salary covers like all of your needs. Like don't get swept up in the big numbers that they're pitching you for bonuses and things like that. Would you agree with that? Yeah, yeah. We were kind of talking about this too before we started recording, right? Is that, you know, don't rely on, or at least my advice would be don't to, don't rely on the bonus to like cover the salary if you feel like the salary is low or not enough to, you know, provide for your living. So I, I tend to think of it like when I saw my offer is I kind of almost just ignored the bonus, right? Like, oh, it, it would be a nice to have and like it's not guaranteed. Um, but, you know, it could it would be great if that was added on top. But don't factor that into like a guaranteed, you know, I'm going to get this and start planning your year expecting that you're going to get that bonus because you just never know. So I tend to focus more on the salary and make sure that that is a figure that I feel uh, adequately compensates me for my work. I think that's smart. I've had it before. Um, I think it was at zero where they would they would tell you the number of your salary package. But within that number was, yes, your base salary, but also the bonus and like the amount of shares that you got. And so, yeah, that was interesting to me because a the the bonus like the cash bonus you would get a percentage of that depending on how well like I think it was your team did or something or the company did I don't know exactly how that works like how much percent of your short-term bonus that you were going to get that year um so it meant that it was only if things were going absolutely swell that you would actually see a cash like realization of that salary package number they were quoting you. And I think that could be really confusing. It was definitely confusing for me at at the start when they would say, Hey, this is your salary package. But then I would be like, but Hey, this is, this is my salary. So what do you mean? Yeah. Did they give you any indication of what your bonus could be? Yeah. Yeah. So we had a set number of what the short term bonus was, but then we would only like 
you wouldn't necessarily get 100% of that, and it was rare to get 100% of that bonus. Yeah. So that's why I like it that at ConvertKit we do profit sharing, and that's kind of like our bonus. Obviously, we can predict based on models or whatever, and you know we, we track everything out in our business and have metrics and kind of predict what our profits will be over time, but there's always unexpected expenses or like, you know. So it's not a set number, and it's always a nice surprise, basically, what it's going to be. So, yeah. Yeah, I I had never really, I wasn't very familiar with this concept of bonuses until I worked for a US company. Interesting. I don't know if it's a typical US thing or a tech thing, maybe, I'm not sure. Uh, But I remember seeing it in the offer from Uber and being like, oh, that's that's nice of them. Like it's, it's not something I would have ever tried to negotiate for or previously looked out for in a contract in the past. So yeah, I think it's a nice addition. Um, it's a nice little benefit, obviously, that you might get. That's the key <laughs> uh, that you might get. Are you allowed to talk about like how your bonus works? Like, is it just a given that you're going to get it or is it based on performance or I don't know, other factors? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's based on performance and it's similar. I think, uh, I'm trying to remember, in my contract, there was the same as you, I think, like there was a number and from memory, I think it was, it also showed a percent of how many people in the company got that number or around that number. So then that kind of gives you an idea, I guess, of how likely it is that you would get somewhere there. I don't know. I guess it was just kind of an indication. Uh, And so we have it once a year, end of year performance reviews. That's when bonuses get allocated. So yeah, I guess it's just a nice like extra end of year thing. If you've worked really well that year, typically at the end of the year, I write up like a little short document that outlines all of the work that I did that year, the different projects, my role in the projects, my different responsibilities, any extra things I might have done. And I think that that obviously helps you build a little bit of a case for yourself. And uh, my manager will take that and review it and talk about it with other people. And then that's how I guess they allocate based on people's contribution to the to the team. Nice. That's good. I think you want to have a clear understanding. If like a bonus is part of your salary package, you need to understand how you can get to that bonus, right? Like how you can get there. And I think it's good for us to practice our negotiating skills during performance reviews like that. Like like you said, like making a case for yourself. Yeah. So far, I have agreed with my like manager on my like performance rating for each quarter. So I've not had to do too much negotiating, but I'm sure there will come a time when we disagree and I will need to really flex that muscle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Negotiating is always a hard one. (laughs) So what about, um, parts of your compensation that aren't monetary based? Cause like Mm -hmm. equity, shares, bonuses, salary, that's all like money technically at the end of the day, even though, you know, shares, stock options, they're like fake money really for a while. They're (laughs) They're more about the things that will bring you money over a long time if you you know invest your time in the company but yes um what else what else do you get as part of your compensation at uber or at previous roles that you feel like talking about that wasn't monetary based so like you mentioned vacation earlier we also get vacation um the standard in the netherlands is five weeks oh so i have five week vacation sorry <laughs> <laughs> Everyone, like everyone listening in the U.S. is like screw you, fam. 
<laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. Um, yes, we have five weeks vacation, which I always use. So learn from me, Charlie. You should yes, definitely yes. use it. I've been doing better this year, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So yes, we have that. We also have this uh, sort of sabbatical built in. I think it's every three or five years. I don't remember, but when you hit some milestone of, of being at the company, let, let's say five years for now, then you get a, I, I don't remember exactly the period of time. It might be a, a month or something like that, um, sabbatical, which I think is nice, something to look forward to, I guess, if you're planning to be around for a while. We get bonus, obviously, I mentioned that. Uh, so we also get equity, so share compensation, which vests over time. Uh, you know, you don't get it all on day one. <laughs> that's that's the trick. Is it's kind of like a employee retention program, I guess, for the company, right? Yeah, um, for sure. So they vest over time, uh, which is a nice benefit to have. Uh, some other things. I'll just list them, and if you have questions about them, we can we can discuss. Uh, another thing we get is we get our healthcare covered every month. They pay for medical insurance. So how does healthcare work in the Netherlands? Is that that's not a national like program? You have to have private healthcare or? Um, I believe it's all, well, it's compulsory to have to live here. Um, and I believe it's all privatized, but if you cannot afford it, then you go into the public system automatically. Gotcha. I believe. Yeah. So, oh, like, as you're saying, these I'll say if I have an equivalent of them. Okay, yes. So we have healthcare at ConvertKit as well, obviously, being a US-based company. That's super important. Um, but because I, I think I've talked about this before, that I'm technically a, like, contractor there. I can't be an employee because of, they don't have a business entity in the UK. So I get, like, a stipend added on top of my salary for healthcare. And we have, um, like, a, you know, good public healthcare system Universal healthcare, I think is the word for it, in, in the UK. But I do still have to pay like into the national insurance program and into into that as like a sole trader and as a company. So I am technically paying for it. So yeah, that stipend is good. Yeah, actually mine is the same. Like I pay for it every month and then Uber reimburses me the amount Ooh, of... Interesting. Yeah, so they don't pay it directly. There you go. So that's really, that's really nice, obviously. I am grateful for that. Uh, okay, the next thing that I have is a wellness allowance, Ooh. which used to be called a fitness allowance, but they updated it recently so that it covers more general, you know, wellness things like meditation, for example, if that's what you want to uh, spend that allowance on. So that's a monthly allowance that you can use for like gym or yoga or meditation or physiotherapy, et cetera, et cetera. So that's that's a nice little extra one, I think. That's cool. We don't have like a, a budget for that as part of our compensation. But every now and then there's been times where they've been like, hey, it's been a stressful week. Everyone go and get a massage on the company. Oh, that's nice. I've never taken them up on it, to be honest. I, just, I, I don't know. I've only had one massage in my life and I, like, I enjoyed it, but I don't like, I don't know, crave them. I don't know. I need to find something that's like the relax relaxation equivalent for me that I can actually enjoy and look forward to because right now the thought of getting massage just makes me anxious so that's like the opposite intended effect right <laughs> amazing yeah maybe like go and get a foot massage or something I guess that's still a massage yeah <laughs> oh no I think that wouldn't be as awkward as like lying there naked though <laughs> so yeah <laughs> that's nice though that they 
like recognize though when you know work's been tough and and yeah give you a little extra for that yeah and again it's like a surprise as well yeah so that's cool do you get to just choose what you spend your wellness allowance on yeah. and then expense it or like buy it on your company card or whatever no so i just expense it basically so i pay for it myself and then every month or at the end of the year i upload 12 uh invoices or receipts that cover it, it basically pays for my yoga studio membership so i just upload the receipts for that which is nice nice uh okay the next thing i have is phone allowance so I don't know how much it is. I can't remember, but every <laughs> month um, you get compensated for your phone bill up to a certain amount. Um, I don't remember what the amount is, but that's nice. You can either, actually there's a choice. You can either take the phone allowance or uh, you can be provided a company phone. I think you have to choose between the two. I do not have a company phone. I have my own phone, so I take the phone allowance. Nice. Nice. Um, another thing we have that is law in the Netherlands is uh, maternity and paternity leave. Yes. Which I know is not law in other places, um, but luckily here in the Netherlands it is law, so we get that automatically. I actually am ashamed to say that I do not know how long it is here. I was just going to say, I don't know how long we get a convert either, yeah, because I don't having know. kids is not something that is on it's my on mind. Your radar. So it's looked at. But I did like that because um, like you said it's not law everywhere I did like that I was running a US company that put importance on offering maternity leave for those who do want it and paternity leave as well I think is really important so it was for me it was more about the fact that it was offered told me what kind of company they were rather than me thinking oh yes I'm going to need to use that if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah I think there there is a base law in the Netherlands I don't know how long it is um but I believe Uber offers more on top of oh, that's it nice. um so I think here if you're an Uber employee uh and you're a man you get six weeks I think paternity leave I actually I don't know why I know what it is for the men and not for the women <laughs> <laughs> maybe because it's like in a way unfortunately more rare to have a good chunk of paternity leave time which sucks yeah yeah I think I've heard of other people like other men only getting a week in other countries which is just crazy yeah um so yes we have that which is very nice and appreciated even though I do not need it right now or in the near future it's nice to know that it's there and available (laughs) okay the last thing I have is employee credits So this is something I think is kind of unique to us is that we get every month a amount of credits that we can then use on the Uber platform. So I can use that to take rides or to order Uber Eats or something like that. Or if I was in San Francisco, use a jump bike. And so that's a nice little bonus benefit. And then on top of that, we also get, I think it's 20% discount on uber things so let's say my credits run out then i get 20 percent going forward so it's a little discount nice i think that's pretty common not to get like uber credits i mean specifically but to get use of the tool that the company makes at a tech company so like at zero i had a free like premium zero account or whatever which i didn't really use to be honest (laughs) um but because i didn't really have a business at that time uh and now obviously i get a free convertkit account and yeah use that for free 
Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, like to totally. encourage your employees to actually use the product yep. that you're working on. I enjoy it for that alone, just to be able to experience it totally. is, is really, really valuable for me. Yep. Agreed. I think that's important to get to know the product that you're using. And if the company that you're working for doesn't give you access to that product for free, that would be a concern to me. Like, that yeah, it's a bit weird. One thing that we have that kind of matched up, I guess, to your phone allowance is we have an equipment allowance at ConvertKit. It's like um, a couple of grand every two years, I think, or something. And basically it's enough that when you get started, you can buy like a desk, a chair, a laptop, um, you know, stuff that you need to get set up working from home if that's not, if you don't have that stuff already. Makes sense, yeah. And then that then every two years, like if you need a new computer, there's enough to go and replace it or whatever. So again, because I'm a contractor, I get a stipend on top of my salary for that. So it comes into, yeah, and I just have to manage my own equipment expenses, basically. But yeah, it's good. It means that, that stuff is covered and you don't have to worry about buying things on your own. Because if you're working in an office, they give you a computer, right? So yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, good. <laughs> that's nice. Actually, this just reminded me of one more that I don't think is for all employees, but at least it's available in my team is a education allowance. Ooh. So every year we get a set amount that we can use to spend towards education, whether that's buying books or going to a conference or doing an online course or going to a workshop or anything like that. I don't know if that's for all employees but at least within my team my manager uh, gives each of us a allowance every year that we can spend on education which I definitely use not everybody in my team uses it but I definitely use it up because I think it's so valuable and I'm very grateful to have that available yeah I never understand it when people don't use up these amazing like, education <laughs> allowances they get we we don't get an education allowance as such but we get to choose a conference each year that we like have all expenses paid oh that's nice trip to so last year I went to smashing conf in New York oh, so that's I had, like right. yeah, my trip yeah, yeah. to New York paid for went to that conference which was great and this year I'm using it to go to confront with UFM. oh yeah fun that'll be really fun that's coming up soon I think that's really important that when a company cares about your education and yeah cares about that going forward we have little things here and there at ConvertKit as well like we have a book club so you can always expense the book that you buy for book club cool I usually just pay for things on my own business to be honest because I find it easier and like I'm gonna pay that money anyway so you know either taxes or buying the books or whatever uh but yeah I think that's nice and we also had a team treehouse account for a while as well oh, nice nice but I stopped using mine and so I was like it's okay you can like I don't want to be wasting the company money. (laughs) What about things like, um, I'm just trying to think of some other more interesting benefits or like, you know, things that were part of working at a company I've had. And one that was quite interesting was at Edited, where I was at last, the team retreat was treated as a bonus. So it was kind of like an all expenses paid holiday because it wasn't like we had one morning where we did a work session but the rest of it was like activities and traveling around and meals and things like that, um, which is definitely like I was excited about. Um, now, though, I think that I would rather have the money spent on the holiday as a bonus to spend on my own holiday by myself or with Mark, you know, <laughs> not literally by myself. Did you have to take leave for this? No, 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 no. Okay, okay, okay. Definitely not, because it was a team thing, like. It was counted as that's what we were doing for work that week. Okay, okay, makes sense. Going on the team retreat. So yeah, it, it was cool that they put effort into that and like, you know, we're trying to do the all the team building and stuff. 
but I I do prefer like it's a, it's a very different retreat to the kinds of retreats that we have at ConvertKit, which is more like essential for working together well kind of thing. Yeah, I I can't think of any like extra or obscure benefits that I've experienced, but I did hear this. I don't know if you heard this about Zero. Maybe this is misinformed news, but I I heard that now they're offering, you know, that week uh, of like Christmas to New Year's that mm-hmm. like almost everybody takes off because the company yeah. kind of shuts <laughs> down. So it's kind of like this week of forced leave. Um, now they're offering that as like free leave. So like oh, everyone gets that week off, but you don't have to use it from your leave allowance. Nice. So it's basically a free week. When I was at Zero UK, we kind of had that because we had okay five weeks vacation time because it was expected that we would use up five of those days or whatever in that Christmas Mm, and New Year period. So yeah. 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 That's for those like not from down under, that's very common because it's like the height of summer. You've got that week from like New Year's Eve to New Year's Day that almost the whole country just basically shuts down for a week, right? Like everyone's on vacation. So in the past, like you've had to save up or like make sure you have leave saved at the end of the year for that week. But it sounds like now they're just gifting that, which I think is really nice. Doesn't come out of your allowance. And I think like that shows a lot of character in the company, like thinking about, oh, this is causing our employees stress to like have to save this leave up in time. And like, if they don't, then they've got to come into work during this, these days, which, you know, are not going to be very productive anyway. And so let's just give it off. I think that's good. I think that's the thing to look out for when you're looking at all the like benefits and other compensation that a company is offering is it's mostly talking about what kind of company they are and what they think is valuable. And yeah, I, I suppose how much they care about their employees rather than thinking of it as, okay, so healthcare is worth this much and my um, education allowance is worth this much. So that means that technically I'm getting paid this much. That's not the way to think about it. I don't think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. So I guess the, what is the main message for this episode then, Charlie? I guess what we're trying to say is that there's more to salary. uh, Sorry, there's more to your compensation package than just salary, right? Yes. And that those things are important and you should be comparing them when you're comparing job offers and that sort of thing. And don't be afraid to negotiate on the benefits. Like in the past, I've only focused on negotiating on salary. And when I see the benefits, I'm like, oh yeah, that's nice. Like that's an extra added bonus. Um, But after t- talking to some of my colleagues and they told me that they negotiated on equity, for example, Ooh. I was like, that was smart. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had done that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yes, my uh, lesson, I guess, is, or, or my advice is to consider, you know, l- look at the whole compensation, right? Look at the whole package. It's not just salary and you might be really happy with your salary. Maybe you could negotiate on some of the benefits if that's important to you. You know, that that would be my advice to you and myself, like going <laughs> forward. And also I would say like on the other side of that, make sure you don't get too swept up in the benefits and end up like accepting an offer with a salary that's not great just because the benefits are awesome. You've got to pay your bills at the end of the day and you've got to have money coming in every single month in order to do that. So make sure that, First and foremost, the salary is right for you. And then the extras on top of that should be treated as just that, they're extras. You don't want to like undervalue yourself and go from, I don't know, and like go from a place where you're getting a lot of those great extras to getting nothing unless the company itself is a lot better fit for you and you, you know, believe in it a lot more and it's going to be better. But 
yeah, basically the point of this episode is to tell you that you should be evaluating all of that stuff as a whole, not just looking at that salary number. Totally. This was fun to talk about. I enjoy hearing <laughs> about it from you, Femme, because I don't think we've ever talked about this no, personally so. before. Yeah. So, yeah, I think this is good. Um, I hope that people learned something from listening to it, enjoyed it. I don't know. Leave us a review on iTunes if you did. Is that a thing that you can say? Yeah. Uh, Apple Podcasts, I think. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Is, yeah. But, you know, same thing. People know what I mean. People know what you mean. Uh, yes. If you enjoyed this episode, please do leave us a review. We do read them all and they warm our heart. So thank you very yes. much. Um, if you want to listen to more episodes, just search for Design Life in your favorite podcast app or you can go to our website, designlife.fm. You will find all the episodes there if you go to the episodes page. And we have a couple of recommendations at the top of uh, a couple of episodes that we recommend listening to if you are new to the show. Yes, and if you are new to this show, then welcome. Um, follow us on Twitter as well, because we like to ask about some topics in advance over there sometimes and get your thoughts on them. And it always helps make the show really good. So we are at Design Life FM. See you over there. Yeah, chat next week. Yep, talk to you then, FM. Bye. Bye-bye.